If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. My reaction is shock. There's going to be a lot of garbage today. Don't even try with that. You know, we jabber jaw, we go tit for tat. You failed. This is the Brian Suits Show. He has now been appointed as the acting president of Sri Lanka. What's the name again? Ranil Vikramasinghe has now... Gotcha. Uh, hey, let's say a helicopter crashed upside down on your tractor in a cherry orchard. How Washington is that? We'll get to that and more. Brian Suits here. It is your Friday practice on Bastille Day. What is the soup du jour? That sounds good. Uh, back in a second uh, after we get you to work with the right-way traffic. Again, the guy was on a first-name basis with Osama bin Laden. So he's AM770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Uh, good morning. Uh, China boasts of mind-reading artificial intelligence that supports AI-tocracy, as they're calling the future of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Uh, nothing to do with Bill Gates whatsoever um, at all, uh, and uh, more more of my theory uh, there. Uh, the the guy who is besmirching the name of all of us from Port Angeles uh, has pled guilty to interfering with government communication systems after uh, Caleb Chapman uh, and uh, and from a fine family, by the way. <laughs> they uh, he disabled the Olympic National Park radio. <clears throat> communication site at the Blue Mountain Summit, and I don't know what he thought was going on. Apparently, he thought that the Bilderberg Pentavrit or something was communicating from there. But anyway, uh, he told his girlfriend she was going to die <clears throat> in the upcoming revolution that he was going to set off by the much. More on that story that has gripped the country uh, a little later on. Speaking of the King County, Snohomish County line and traffic uh, dragging across there, well, it wasn't dragon in Linwood yesterday, he said in a stretch uh, when there was a, a teenage drive-by. That's correct. President Cruiser here wrapping up on scene. Keep in mind, they've been here uh, since about a little bit after 2 o'clock this afternoon. You can see right behind me. In fact, I just saw one of them take down the crime scene tape. Now, we all spoke to two separate neighbors. One says he's shocked something like this could happen in this area. The other one says he's just fed up with the gun violence. It's just scary, honestly. We don't want to, you know, random bullets hitting people. A Linwood neighborhood on edge. I know that. Really, who does? Who who wants random bullets hitting anyone? In fact, who wants aimed bullets hitting at anyone? It's so, unacceptable. Yeah, I, I don't accept it. This wasn't a home invasion or anything like that, but still, there's bad people out there. Wednesday afternoon, the intersection of 36th Avenue West and 164th Street Southwest, the scene of a drive-by shooting. The Snohomish County Sheriff's Office says a group of teenagers were walking along the sidewalk when two of them were shot. Two homes were also hit. No one else was injured. Authorities believe the gunmen took off in this car. While the search continues, the sheriff... A Lincoln Continental is shown. Sheriff's office confirms this wasn't a random shooting. We do believe that this is gang-related, and we do believe that the parties are known to each other. Well, there you go. Um, don't get trampled in the rush of witnesses and inside information on that. No doubt uh, it's solved by now. Probably, probably old news uh, at this point. By the way... Um, uh, know it all is coming up at seven fifteen, and the president is wrapped up uh, a two-day visit to Israel uh, with a press conference this morning. And it, 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 here's the thing: um, it's kind of like 
Brittany Griner is kind of the Jamal Khashoggi of uh, 2022. If if you raise the profile, people are going to kind of hold you to it. Um, if he hadn't called out Saudi Arabia during the campaign, it wouldn't be a thing that he's going there and begging. Uh, if, let's see if there's two G's, though. It's begging uh, Saudi Arabia for more production and, and the whole thing. But he did. He said it's a pariah regime and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and the Saudis and the Israelis today, they, they made it, they, the Saudis will make it clear tomorrow. Today, the Israelis made it clear about, yeah, 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 bone saws on live human beings. It's a bad deal. The whole thing, Iran, nuclear, nuclear, Iran, 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 nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. And <clears throat> because that really is in the grand scheme of things, um, talk about diplomatically cutting off your nose to spite your face. Uh, um, stiff arming Saudi Arabia right now is really stupid. Um, and, you know, either you're in bed with a loathsome regime as as y- y- your president was when you were the vice president, um, uh, as George Bush was, as Bill Clinton was, as the other George Bush was, as Ronald Reagan was. Do I have to go back in time? <clears throat> um, we need them because of their location. Uh, as much as they need us because of our gas pumps and, uh, and and the whole thing, that's just that. And you know, and you know what? If I liked monarchy, I'd go live in one. Okay, but they suck. And thank golly that we we threw them off our part of the continent, and and them and their hockey sticks got to go north. Okay, I I mean this is the inherent bad scene about monarchs is that well they're absolute. <laughs> There's not there. That's this is where. The the weird thing about the Brits is that they say, well, it's antiquated. The royal family's antiquated. Yet they're on the money, and Britain doesn't have a constitution. I mean, literally, they don't have a constitution. They got the Magna Carta. Yeah, well, kind of, sort of. <laughs> and uh, and the, the the queen can can literally uh, dissolve government. Uh, the queen. Daniel Vikramasinghe has. Not- that's how you pronounce it. And. So so anyway, um, much less an autocratic monarchy where if they dislike you, they lure you to the consulate and not the embassy, but the consulate in Istanbul. And they anesthetize you and then uh, dismember you while you're still alive. Um, and what, why do we why do we know that? Why am I saying that? Well, again, just to remind you that of the multi layers of what's happening in Saudi Arabia tomorrow um, are, are that the knowledge of Khashoggi's. Um, a, a absolutely horrific death uh, are courtesy of Turkish intelligence who who had who had the room wired, who knew that the guy was being set up, who could have stopped it. They could have had a Turkish cop uh, out there eating the devil's lunch <laughs> at high noon and said, eh, I wouldn't go in there. Uh, a hit team arrived last night and one of the guys had a bone saw. <laughs> it was solid gold. However, it was nevertheless a 220 AC uh, bone saw. Um, but they did not. They did not. They let him go in there knowing full well what was going to happen. They have tape of it. Um, and evidently, they went to the Saudis and said, oh, a nice tape we got here. Shame if it got out. And the Saudis said, to the devil's lunch with you. And uh, the Turks let it out. They they said, oh, look at that. Uh, Former occasional guest columnist for the Washington Post, who was on a first-name basis with Osama bin Laden while he was still alive, uh, is now not just dead, but extremely dead. 
anesthetized and then dismembered while still alive. And here, here's the harsh toke. Um, here, I'll turn the mic off for a second here. Uh, he, he came back to consciousness during the dis- dismemberment, Greg. How do you know this? Is this well-documented? It's not well-documented. It's just, if you know, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, welcome back, AM Sons of KTTH. Brian Suits here. Here's how you pronounce the uh, new the caretaker prime minister in Sri Lanka. Ranil Vikramasinghe has now been appointed. So I don't have to spell it out anymore. Well, on um, this issue of Biden's- I mean, just a bottom line. It's, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's a bad scene, but you talk about layers upon layers of diplomacy going on mm-hmm. over the dismembered body of a guy who was on the first name basis with Osama bin Laden. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a choice you never want to have to make, but sometimes you have to pick the lesser of two evils. It's like eating the devil's lunch when it comes to geopolitics. But Fox News's Bill Hemmer had on an economic advisor uh, to Biden uh, on his show, I think this was yesterday, and asked her point blank about domestic energy production. Is there anything we can do? Uh, here at home, and her answer was a bit of a non sequitur. Sorry, would you concede that pushing the American energy industry is where the answer is here at home, as what opposed I, to Saudi Arabia? What I'm, what I'm, what I would concede is that the last point I want to make is that deficit reduction is also a very important tool for bringing down inflation, and the president's plan involves increasing taxes on the wealthiest Americans and corporations, so we can make these investments that we need to be making. Ranil Vikramasinghe has not reassuring. Uh, that sounds like she had a. She didn't know she was going on Fox. <laughs> that's that's my takeaway there. Is she had a bunch of talking points ready to go because they had been fed to an MSNBC anchor. Isn't that crazy how off that answer is? Yes, and it's it, it's got it's nothing not a trick to do. Question. No, it's inflation has nothing to do with the energy sector. And she basically just said, "Well, we're going to raise taxes, so all will be well." I mean, here in America, and, and, and unless you buy the Putin price hike crap, but. Uh, so anyway, when we come back with Know It All, uh, number one, out of the gate is the pronunciation of the new prime minister of uh, Sri Lanka. And uh, what is it really about who dismembered who with a gold bone saw or is it about a nuclear Iran and coming up with a better deal than the ridiculous uh, JCPOA that the Kerry Obama Biden administration uh, played on the world? Uh, with a straight face. Back in a second. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. You know what else is short and dense? Ranil Vikramasinghe. Ha- yeah, that's right. Uh, AM 770 KTH, uh, Brian Suits here. Thing number one, the president uh, wrapping up a two-day visit to Israel and then going to the Saudi Arabia. Uh, apparently to wag his tongue at the crown prince about the dismemberment of this one guy who occasionally wrote op-eds uh, for the Washington Post. Um, and th- But the uh, prime minister of Israel, Yar Lapid, um, pointing out, sort of laying it out for Biden and the international press about what the hottest iron in the Middle Eastern fire is right now. It's of terrorism worldwide. We were all reminded of something. In order to protect freedom, sometimes force must be used. Nobody wants that, but neither can we shy away from it. On the side of terror stand people who will not hesitate 
to exploit any weakness, people who do, who do not play by the rules. Those of us who are fortunate enough to be born free people sometimes do not understand the intensity of the hatred behind the attack on democracy. What we, we did we do to them? What makes them crash planes into skyscrapers in New York and fire rockets at kindergartens in the city of Zderot? Zderot. Um, and uh, to be fair, those were Sunnis that did 9-11. Um, what uh, the temporary prime minister, Yair Lapid, is delivering is a reminder to the Biden administration that Israel reserves the right now to use Saudi airspace to attack anywhere in Iran they have to. And uh, by this point, by the way, you don't see the physicality of this, but Biden took his hands off the podium and he crossed his arms and turned towards the Israeli prime minister because they were rather expecting a different message, sort of, um, yes, let's hope that we can re-engage the hapless, toothless JCPOA that the Iranians weren't even uh, you know, following anyway. Um, and the former Obama administration apologists are all over cable news today talking about how bad, bad, Trump, 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 bad, 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 uh, that he walked away from a horrible deal. And that that's not the party line. Uh, Biden, before, and he's not running, folks, um, be before he resigns, he wants another, uh, you know, boilerplate fake deal uh, to, to replace that. So he can say, oh, I put us back in the right track. The, the Israelis think this is the right track. You know who else does? The Saudis and their, and their solid gold bone saws think this is the right track because it's the right track because any other track is a nuclear Iran. And that was the message. He didn't like, Biden didn't like that. Israel basically saying, hey, pff, those of us born in freedom don't think that force is necessary to defend it every once in a while. But every once in a while, you have to blow up your enemy's nuclear power plant. Um, Can we just send in Tom Cruise and a couple oh of F-18s and his posse to, to take care of it? And you know what? Here's the, the irony of this is that your Washington Army National Guard, part of our area of operational responsibility was Saddam's Tuatha nuclear power plant. And half of us were from Richland, which I, I sense that they figured, well, they're already irradiated. <laughs> what can go wrong? And um, And you realize when you look at that place, the fullness of what the Israelis did in 1981 of uh, of destroying Saddam's nuclear power plant that he was going to use to uh, to uh, refine uranium in, in, until he had a nuclear bombs. The Israelis did it before it went online. The, you know, they, they didn't want to irradiate and poison the, uh, you know, Euphrates River or the Tigris, whichever one is on. But re regardless, uh, and, and you realize, good Lord, this guy was a madman. And the Israelis looked at that and they said, that's a existential threat. The guy is out loud saying, I'm going to destroy the Jews. And so they took out the Tuatha nuclear power plant. And now they're looking at the same thing happening in Iran. The Iranians using the same language, only Persian, Farsi. And, and they're saying, yeah, we're going to wipe out uh, Israel. And, and oh, by the way, if the Arabs get in our way, them too. And so this is, it, this is the one thing that's brought these two sides together and, and Biden's in complete denial that the ridiculous deal from the, the Obama administration was untenable. It was bad business. It could only have been done by people who had never been in the private sector because, it, because the compliant cable media will never put it in these terms. But here's what the deal was. 
hey, <clears throat> we're sitting on many hundreds of millions, billions, in fact, of Iranian money. Um, we'll fr- if we give it to you up front, do you promise not to make a nuclear weapon? And the Iranians are like, wait, I'm sorry. We think we got a bad translation. You want to pay us up front to make a promise to set up cameras and self-report that we're not making nuclear weapon. And John Kerry said, that's right, chums. I, I trust you. Who would lie after getting that much money? And the Iranians said, where do we sign? Um, it was a stupid deal. And the, the Israelis, who know a thing or two about commerce, and the Saudis, who know a thing or two about commerce, said, you're high. What are you doing? And, and it was all to justify a, a Nobel Peace Treaty that the guy got his first year as, as president. That's all it was. And it set the world on a path that we're, I'm, I'm afraid to say, because I'm a cynic, uh, inescapably uh, headed towards. Because the, Ira- the Iranians now, in the time it's taken since that foolish deal was, was set in motion, where we effectively funded their new nuclear power program, instead of saying, uh, tell you what, <clears throat> disassemble it. International inspections, keep cameras live, uh, then maybe we'll uh, give you the money um, in eight years. Instead of doing that, we, we went the other way. And that's, that's what Israel said today. That's not the party line. That wasn't agreed to. Biden didn't like that. So Grandpa crossed his arms, and then, then he flogged on about Jamal Khashoggi. It was, it, was, it was some of the most naive stuff I've ever seen um, in, in international, since the Obama administration anyway, and it wasn't even 6 a.m. on the West Coast. Greg, I'm, my day's ruined. Unless Second I- thing. <laughs> Ranil Vikramasinghe has now been appointed as the acting president of Sri Lanka. Okay, third thing. That was the second thing. thing. you got to give me a heads up. <laughs> um, this is a crazy story, and there's no video of it. Uh, so there I was in my cherry orchard in Wenatchee on my tractor, and a helicopter crashed on me. No, really. A 19-year-old man was operating a tractor in a cherry orchard in lovely Wenatchee when seemingly out of nowhere, a helicopter fell on him. (laughs) Within minutes, he was able to free himself from the wreckage and save the pilot. Uh, Logan Schneider, a very Wenatchee name, said um, yesterday during his lunch break at the orchard, his uh, devil's lunch break, he said, quote, I saw it last second. I saw the trees start shaking like the leaves were going crazy. Close quote, the crash might have rattled Schneider. But it uh, hasn't deterred him from someday pursuing his dream of becoming a pilot himself. Anyway, so that, that happened in Wenatchee. Uh, the pilot, Corey Johnson, uh, was the only person in the helicopter. Uh, and the as Schneider freed himself from his Wenatchee tractor, he immediately felt a sharp pain on his back. He was able to free himself. Uh, that's when I heard the pilot screaming for help. He said the pilot uh, was upside down, unable to unbuckle his seatbelt, surrounded by fire that had started to engulf the helicopter. Bad scene. Can you? What a nightmare to be strapped in and it's burning. But the the pilot was able to be saved here. Yes, because because he chose to crash on Logan Schneider. Because that's when I heard the pilot screaming for help. Said Logan Schneider. Uh, "Quote: I had to go in through the fire, reach my arms through, and unclip him." Close quote. Uh, the pilot was the only person in the helicopter. When firefighters arrived, they found helicopter wreckage in the orchard along with the tractor. No wonder cherries are so expensive. Could you find somewhere else to crash? Anyway, there you go, everyone. 
Logan Schneider, tractor operator, helicopter burning pilot rescuer. That's my Washingtonian of the day right there. If we That might be for the month. I, I got to say, uh, can you, is there a more Washingtonian thing than to be driving a tractor in a cherry orchard in Wenatchee, have a helicopter crash on you, and save the pilot? Ladies and gentlemen, you know, last hour I was asking, simply asking the question, is it ethical to do a GoFundMe to shank the guy that raped and impregnated a 10-year-old in Ohio? Probably not. It was rhetorical. But what about a GoFundMe for Logan? For his, uh, I'm assuming he's injured. If he, uh, he's, he's he's probably Superman if he stuck his arms through the fire. Didn't they didn't burn? But uh, anyway, he may be Superman anyway. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian suits here. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Um, 770 KTTH Brian Suits here and uh, producer Greg they're really trying to sell the housing shortage um, uh, pretty hard y- yesterday I-, I was contrasting this new book about how homelessness is not about drugs or uh, mental health but uh, lack of homes in very expensive uh, blue states on the coast um, and uh, so today New York Times um, the housing shortage isn't just a coastal crisis anymore and they go back 10 Whole years, producer Greg, here on the West Coast, it turns out it's always been expensive. Huh. It, so, yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll, I'll, up, I'll up your hunt with a Ukrainian harumph. Hmm. Um, it's it's, uh, it's uh, crazy. Only the, the uh, deceptive headline isn't just a coastal crisis anymore. They're leaving out something. The, guess where it's hard to buy a house right now? Boise. Uh, the Boise area. De Missoula, hmm, places that were really cheap a few years ago prior to this one global thing that China foisted upon us and, and uh, the horrific response by liberal blue states on the coast. Uh, the wholesale uh, exodus to places like Boise and Missoula, it, it didn't start 10 years ago. It Oddly enough, the, the <laughs> I believe there was an actual parade of retiring Seattle police um, moving to Coeur d'Alene uh, right around two years ago. And then uh, Tacoma police, they had, they, had, they had their parade in Missoula, Portland, and Multnomah County Sheriff. Uh, they had their parade in Boise, I believe. And uh, yeah, so it's really, it's funny how that it, literally it coincides. And um, there, there's no recognition of that. The, the, for some reason, I, I haven't disabled the filter. But if you go on Zillow, which is on this thing called the Internet, you, you know, you can you can enter zip codes and enter a filter, you know, a three bedroom, whatever, fence, dog friendly. Um, and it'll alert you on houses for sale, houses right. for rent, you know, the whole thing. And at a time about a year and a half ago, we were seriously contemplating a move to <gasps> Tulsa and Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, one and only. Yeah. They call it hill country. <laughs> Pretty comparable to uh, Seattle, yeah, <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. and I mean, I, I, it's you know, I understand why my dad, you know, fled that region when he was seventeen or sixteen and lied 
to get to get in the Navy to go fight the Japanese. That's how bad Kansas and Oklahoma is. Please let me go fight the Japanese. Let send me to Okinawa. Um, I mean, I didn't. I I lived there for six months, but I was being paid by the army to live there. So and blow it up. To to be fair, the Army Artillery School is in Oklahoma. Um, but I I've I've kept on the mailing list, and it's crazy. There's not a housing shortage. Mm-hmm. There's not. There's just not. And, uh, you know, there's a critical thinking shortage. If you think that you can afford to live in Seattle, in Seattle, and and your name is not founder or CEO or lead funder or whatever, you're you're just wrong. Uh, If you're a laptop American and you're making $200,000 and you're spending $201,000, then you're probably across the street from us right here. And if you're not that, that person, then you're the person passed out smoking crack and the foyer of uh, of Cairo KTTH yesterday morning. There's not a housing crisis. Uh, the, however, if you pay people, if you fund them and give them free tents and sleeping bags to live in Seattle, they will do it. Uh, How often do you get a case of wanderlust? I I know me. It's it's kind of about seasonal. seven months ago. I got a pretty strong one, <laughs> right? And hence, <laughs> here you are. End of story. But I, I saw someone on Twitter the other day post a picture of what was supposedly the clearest lake in the world. It's uh, called Flathead Lake in Montana. Oh my god! And the yeah. pictures were just spectacular. It's phenomenal. And I like you. Like have a little email subscription to Zillow. I think I've canceled it like six different times and then they find a way to keep sending me emails, but I can't help but click on them. I just, I have these fantasies of like every once in a while packing up everything. And then, so I looked at all these properties around Flathead Lake Mm. and it was Hmm. phenomenal, Brian, $900,000 homes right on the lakefront there. And, you know, I live in Renton. There's no way that my house- Missoula. My house should not be worth a million dollars, but according to Zillow, it is because of the housing market around here <laughs> in Seattle. And I have to say, every once in a while, I entertain these fantasies of just, well, maybe if I just sold my place here, get a nice little setup on Flathead Lake, some like, some good internet, I could still watch the Mariners game. And you can. I could work remotely in some capacity. Flathead Lake. I can't be the uh, only yes. one who entertains these fantasies. Well, well but here, here's the thing. Here, here's, here's the great thing about being here. You and the family jump on Amtrak at, uh, at 6 in the morning or, or at 9 at night. You will be at Flathead Lake tomorrow morning. Really? Great family vacation. Um, you can, then you can see Glacier National Park and ride the grinders, the buses, and all that. It, it, it's a complete lifestyle change to move to Missoula. It's, yeah, it's just no Tulsa. You're saying I don't have to upend my entire life. No, you're in the. Re- it's a day's drive. It's but it, you're right. If you've never been there, it's a must. I gotta put Tahoe over Flathead Lake, but unless I'm looking, unless I'm an accountant, at which point it's Flathead Lake uh, times ten. But you don't even have to go that far. <clears throat> go to Lake Ponderé in in the Idaho. Mm. Mm. It's phenomenal. I I keep defaulting to that soundbite. It's it's um, uh, Coeur d'Alene's phenomenal. Uh, Hayden Lake's phenomenal. I did not see that coming. Uh, Ponderé is is phenomenal. Um, Yeah, it it, you know it is. It it, I I understand what 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 you're saying, but for when to hear people in a blue state that is paying people to be drug addicts passed out in the foyer uh, of Cairo, hearing them saying. Oh, it's a housing crisis. <laughs> you fool. Get on Zillow. And, like, and by, by the way, for S's and G's, I, you know, I, I 
couldn't live in Tulsa, I think, if I wanted to, if I was being paid to and they wanted to pay me. But, man, can you buy a house there? Can you buy a lot of house? Capital capital H. Cut a capital H. The Hornets just go right in. H for Hornet. Yes, a lot of house. In, and they're brick. They're brick. They're not wood. There's no termites uh, in, in, in Tulsa. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, back to a second. Uh, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Hey, here's a quick quiz. Amazon 70, uh, 770 KTTH for instance. Here. By the way, uh, next hour, I know I said we'd early check your text in the 6 a.m. hour, but we'll definitely do it at 8.30. 800-465-8778. The quick quiz is um, what period in time is the lowest police to resident ratio in Seattle history? Uh, the, your choices are right effing now or a second ago uh you're correct either way either either answer uh come up with that yesterday there's a there's a gigantic uh you talk about reaching for a lifesaver as you're drowning city of seattle and I, of course there's officials pushing back on this city of seattle with very generous uh bonuses for you just joining and going through the process of going to the academy and then maybe you're suitable or maybe they turn the blind eye and let you get in anyway then you do your <clears throat> field training your probationary period maybe in about 5 years you're a competent cop but you got to you got to start in sometime right meanwhile if you are a cop in in the state of Washington or an adjacent state uh, there's a $30,000 lateral bonus, and, and I just, I laughed out loud when I heard that yesterday. And lateral means um, you are commissioned in the state of Washington or maybe Oregon or whatever. Uh, you, you you don't read the news. You haven't seen what an unmitigated disaster Seattle is. And for some reason, you sign on the dotted line. And yeah, we want that person as a cop. <laughs> so anyway, that's a $30 bonus. Pardon me, 30 thousand dollar bonus um but right now it, it's crazy and here's here's the thing this is the what's the opposite of tip of the iceberg upside down traffic cone this is sure. this, is, this is the base of the upside down traffic I cone follow. or something yeah this is this is just the appetizer for the devil's lunch um <laughs> the deal is and jason rance uh probably has been doing the, the best work in in seattle media on this you can go to uh, com and, and read going back a year uh, what he's been predicting and not predicting it's all spelled out for you the appointments as you resign or retire from seattle pd you have an appointment with the quartermaster and you inventory your city issued stuff your frenulator your discombobulator, you know, the Mark 9 um, and, and all that, and you turn it in. It takes an afternoon, minimum. One one cop, a couple hours, turn all your stuff in. Your riot gear, your your WTO memorial, uh, you know, catcher's pads, and, you know, the whole thing. The appointments are now six months behind schedule. That So, so I mean, do the math. You know, five-day work week. It's a hundred plus cops still on their way out. They can retire faster than they can be trained. And besides, you wouldn't want them training faster than guys can retire. Because as we all know, in Seattle, 
ACAB, right? Uh, if you, you know, you get ACAB tattooed on your, on your calf so that when you're face down, the cops know that all cops are bastards. Um, you don't want someone rushed through the Washington State Law Enforcement Academy or the Seattle PD Academy. You know, you, you, you want a deliberative, you know, if, if you want a clean slate, a blank slate, and apparently Seattle PD, you know, does, because this is a unique to me. Um, so, okay, fine. You know, you, you, you get the department that you want to reflect the city as opposed to one that's really super effective. Um, but it's no longer 1999, is it? Is it? It's not. Um, and, and so uh, it, it's just not going to get better. It's just not. It, it can't. And, and so 30000 is a bargain. And, and I, I, I just can't believe there's people in the Seattle City Council that don't. I, you know, and it, it, never mind the guy that UW wrote the book about, oh, it's about lack of homes. If, if Broheim from yesterday, if, if he was curled up on the steps of City Hall, and then rolled over. And you said, and Jason put that online, right? Of him actually smoking? Uh, yes, yeah. I believe so. I'm the, not sure if it was a cigarette or something. Uh, or... It was not. Okay. <laughs> it was One not. funny cigarettes. I know. Unless, unless all the kids these days are taking loose tobacco in foil and holding a lighter underneath it. The, the, guy, the guy was, was a honking meth, um, probably laced with fentanyl uh, on on foil, and and then holding a lighter underneath it, and then just inhaling the fumes. <laughs> that's 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 what we call uh, Wednesday uh, here on East Lake Avenue East. And if he had been doing that at City Hall, there there would have been oddly enough uh, a private contractor that would have uh, convinced him to move on. Uh, shall we say? But so anyway, that that's your situation, you know, uh, locally. I I don't think it can be said enough that. It's a crap hole. This is my take, lowly producer take, that the BLM riots of 2020 and the perpetual maligning of police forces across the country has done untold damage to law and order, but also the need for good police officers, uh, the dire need for good police officers. And it could take uh, 10 years uh, before we get back to some form of normalcy in this region. And it's going to take leadership doing an about face on their messaging imagine all the neurologists leaving swedish virginia mason and the u-dub in one year Mm -hmm. and then oh well here's well it's super easy you just train new neurologists we put that's not how it works folks we put men and women in blue in the worst situations humanly possible (laughs) we expose them to the criminal element and the worst aspects of humanity all they ask in return is maybe give us the benefit of the doubt on occasion through these horrible situations. And instead we went, hey, no, we're going to assume ill will on your part at all times. I, and, and, and what do you think's going to happen? You know, they're going to leave the police force in mass. Though, though he's soured on me and I soured on him. Uh, the guy who wrote Death of Expertise, Tom Nichols, he has a great point. And that is like, if you pay a bunch of airline pilots to retire, to early retire, if you take your federal bailout money your pandemic money and you pay all of your delta senior pilots to retire they will and then a year (laughs) later you're short of pilots the fact that you're gonna rush pilots into the cockpit doesn't reassure me nope (laughs) you don't there's a reason you don't get on a plane and elect a pilot you know um and it's no different with neurologists and i gotta tell you if your problem is um, uh, cops overreacting or being racist or whatever. 
you don't solve that really quickly. You don't. You certainly don't purge uh, the guys and and gals with years of experience. That's what you did, and this is not a quick fix. You know who has a really experienced um, uh, police department uh, these days? Coeur d'Alene, Billings, Missoula, <laughs> Boise, Laramie, Wyoming, uh, Redding, California, uh, Ashland, Oregon. It's it's really weird how years of big city homicide experience are now disseminating uh, into affordable Kennewick. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm laughing. You know why? It's laughable. Um, it, it is, uh, it, 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 talk about a self-inflicted wound. I can't believe it's not affecting the property prices. I, I have to think livability finally is. It, it finally is. Uh, I think, you know what, Greg, because uh, it's Friday practice, I think it's time uh, every once in a while, every couple of months. Uh, I, I think it, it it's um, it's good that I explain where this came from. <laughs> the uh, the Ukrainian. Hmm, um, it, it, it's uh, it's it'll be a good catch up on uh, the Ukraine conflict right now, which is not quite front front and center. But uh, a, the, the, the Russians terror-missiled a city far, far to the west of the front lines for the purpose of killing a bunch of civilians. Uh, mission accomplished. Some really shocking photos. Talk about dismembering earlier. Dismembered children in a playground. The photographs are, are going worldwide, going, going viral. And it was not an accident. It was targeted. In the, in the, day, in the day and age of precision-guided weapons... There's no excuse for uh, a errant missile hitting a playground and then another missile hitting the playground and another missile hitting the first responders who were responding to the missile hitting the playground. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH.